Everybody repeat out loud after me. Lord, make me thankful. Now, let's do it again. Lord, make me thankful. We're in a series called The Power of Thankfulness. And what we're talking about what happens to us and what happens in the world around us when we, as God's people, truly begin to live, live lives that are filled with gratitude. And uh, I want to I talk about today the fact that gratitude changes everything. Uh, if you want to take your sermon outline out, you can track along with me. Um, we've got Bibles in the pews. If you'd rather read out of those, you may. Those are in New International Versions, and uh, those are also our gift to you. If you'd like to take a Bible home, uh, please feel free to do so. Uh, or if you have a friend who needs a Bible, give one to them. We want you to have the Word of God. want to look at just one verse today that's a challenging verse. Ephesians 5, verse 20. Read it out loud with me, would you? Always thank God the Father for everything. Stop. Circle that word everything if you're a note taker. Always thank God our Father for everything. Keep reading. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's my question to you. Do you do that? Are you living your life in such a way that you are mindful of the things in your life that you have to be grateful for? And can you honestly say that you, you feel like, you know, Steve, I think, I, I think maybe I am grateful for everything. And if you are, man, God bless you. You're, you're, you're hitting it right where we want to be. But if, if, if you're one of us who, who sometimes struggle with that, I want to talk about why that's so important that we allow gratitude to fill our lives and allow God to, to truly change us from the inside out, being aware and mindful of how much we have in our life to be thankful for. Look at me. We do have a lot to be thankful for. Amen. Now, that was weak. You guys answered that like a white congregation. Come on. We have a lot to be thankful for, amen? There we go. Now you're moving on. I want to I look first. You say, well, Pastor Steve, what, what does gratitude do? You talk about gratitude changes everything. What does gratitude do? Let me give you five things right off the top. Here we go. First of all, gratitude is the fuel of joy. Gratitude is the fuel of joy. You know what is interesting? We live in a culture that spends billions of dollars trying to make itself happy. But here's the deal. You can't buy happiness. You can't buy joy. In fact, what you need to understand is that if you really want to have joy in your life, what you need to do is not try to find a way to stimulate that. You, you need to learn how to become more grateful. I saw this quote. I thought this was awesome. Throw that up on the screen for me. It's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. Think about that. It's not, it's not, joy, it's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. Isn't it interesting how there can be people who have everything in, happen, in life and still not have joy? And how there are people who can have next to nothing and they are filled with joy. Why? They're grateful for what they've got. You know, I wrote, a, I wrote a devotional this last week about how we can learn so much from kids and uh, how kids teach us, you know, just how life really ought to be lived. And uh, I had a great visual of that yesterday. Uh, this weekend, my youngest grandson turned three years old on Friday, and we had a birthday party for him yesterday, actually, here at the church. And uh, we had family gathered together and some friends with their little kids. And it's so funny 
how kids can make a game out of anything. Wanda had taken some empty cardboard boxes and taped them together. And they were playing a game that I like to call living in Moore, Oklahoma. They were, they were taking these cardboard boxes and they were stacking them up into a tower. And then one of the kids would go, tornado! And they would just crash them down. <laughs> Which is why we call it living in Moore, Oklahoma. <laughs> you, you, if you're around Moore, you get, you get that. You get that. And, but what was funny is here are these little kids that are just having fun. Look at me with empty cardboard boxes. And I'm watching this going, why am I spending so much money on my grandkids? All I got to do is buy them some empty boxes, which are next to nothing. They find joy in the simple. They were grateful for what they've got. Look at me, just please hear my heart. If you're not grateful for what you have, no amount of what you get will make you happy. Number two, Gratitude makes you healthier. Gratitude makes you healthier. All the scientific studies have shown that people who, who have, are grateful in life have a higher immunity system. Uh, they, they recover faster from diseases and things that they go through uh, because when you're, when you're of a grateful place, you're actually causing your brain to operate in a certain way which makes your body produce the kind of chemicals that it needs. You're just simply healthier. Here's a third one, and you guys really need to tune into this. Gratitude is the secret to great relationships. Gratitude is the secret to great relationships. Now, this is going to be worth the price of admission today, right here. Here's the deal. Some of you are struggling in your relationships, and I'm going to tell you what the problem is. You're not appreciative enough of the people that you're in relationship with. A lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us approach relationships for what we get out of it. And often in that mindset, we're not really grateful for what the people add, the value that they add to our lives. When we become aware of how much people add to our lives, look at me, we treat them differently. We speak to them differently. We act differently. I, I love this. William James, one of the early forerunners of American psychology, said this, the deepest craving of human nature is the need to be appreciated. And it's so true. Everyone that you're in relationship with needs to be appreciated. Here, here's just, just a thought. But when's the last time you really made them feel appreciated because you were grateful for them? Gratitude opens doors of opportunity. Gratitude opens doors of opportunity. Uh, again, sometimes we find ourselves, particularly in jobs, where we think, you know, I really don't, I don't want to be in this job. I want to be someplace else. I want to have a higher level of employment. I want to do all that. And sometimes because of that, we treat that job with despise rather than being thankful that we have a job at all and really applying ourselves to that job uh, as a job that we're really appreciative of. And because when we do that, we work better, we perform better, and believe it or not, more opportunities open up. Can I give you one more? Gratitude blesses the heart of God and it causes God to want to bless you more. Let me say that again. Gratitude blesses the heart of God and it causes God to want to bless you more. 
There's a great um, story in the Bible in Luke chapter 17. Jesus and his disciples are walking along and they come upon these 10 lepers. And these lepers, of course, they're isolated, they're in a group by themselves, and they start crying out to Jesus. And they're saying, Lord, please heal us, heal us, heal us. And so Jesus says to them, I want you to go show yourselves to the priests. And so these lepers start on their way. And Luke chapter 17 says, and as they were going on their way, they realized that they had been healed. Now, you've had leprosy. You've been isolated from your family. Now you're clean. How would you respond to that? Of those 10, how many do you think turned around and ran back to Jesus to say thank you? How many? Anybody remember? One. One out of 10 returned. And this guy was a Samaritan. He wasn't even a Jew. He was a Samaritan. And he comes back. I want you to look at how Jesus responds. Throw that scripture up on the screen. And Jesus answered, were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. You know, when we, when we really cult, cultivate gratitude uh, in our lives, um, and particularly really look at focusing and expressing that to God, we bless God. And we make God want to bless us even more. It's just a fact of life. So how do we do that? Um, one of the things that's important to me is not just to tell you what, but to kind of show you how. So, okay, Pastor Steve, gratitude, gratitude does all whole bunch of stuff in my life. How do I become more grateful? How do I really cultivate that? Glad you asked. You ready? Let me just give you three thoughts to think about this week. Here's the first one. Think grateful thoughts. Think grateful thoughts. Don't miss this. Everybody look at me. Gratitude is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Gratitude is a perspective. Can I say that again? Gratitude is not an emotion. Gratitude is a perspective. Jesus said this. The eye is the lamp of the body. In other words, what you focus on what you take in is what becomes a part of you. And so if you want gratitude to be a big part of your life, guess what? You need to focus your eyes on things that you're grateful for. Does this make sense? Now, I love how Paul wrote this in, in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Read it with me. Paul says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Where did Paul write that verse from? Prison. He's in jail. Now, you got to get this. This is, this is not words written from a guy sitting in a palace who's got servants waiting on him, who's got everything. that he. This is a guy who's been put in jail because he preaches the gospel. He's in this cold, damp cell, and yet Paul says, you know, here's what I know. You can imprison my body, but you can't take my mind. 
And even though he was behind bars, Paul fixed his thoughts on all that God had done and what he believed God would do. And I guarantee you, when you fill your life with that kind of perspective, it changes everything. It changes everything. So how do you do that? I said, well, Steve, how do, I, how do I get a hold of my thinking? Because here's a lot of us follow our mind rather than taking our mind and making it go where we want it to go. Now, look at me. I'm going to tell you, that causes a lot of problems for a lot of us. How do you take charge of your mind, particularly when it comes to gratitude? Can I give you a couple ways? It's on your outline. Here's the first one. Keep a list of blessings and answer prayers because you forget them. If, if you pray regularly to God, I want to, I want to challenge you just to have a blank notebook where, where you write in there every time God answers a prayer, every time you recognize a blessing, just write it in there. And, and every once in a while, when you start feeling a little bit blue, open that notebook up and just look at all the prayers that God has answered. Just look at what he's done. And I guarantee you, that will begin to take your mind back to where it needs to be that you live a blessed life. Or if you want to have some fun with it, starting tomorrow, use the alphabet. Tomorrow, start with A. Start with the letter A and, and just take a sheet of paper, write the letter A on it. Think of all the things that you can think of that begin with the letter A and write them down. Like apple pie. And Adrian, my grandson. All these wonderful letter A things. And then on the next day on Tuesday, take the letter B. Think of all, what, what are you doing? You're taking your mind and you're making yourself think about the things in your life. You're, you're taking charge. You're fixing your thoughts on things that are true and noble and praiseworthy. I have a, a friend who um, has struggled with de depression off and on. And um, when I was talking to him last week, he was... He was saying, you know, he was at a time where he was really low, and he said, I was just kind of really struggling, and I was just, you know, kind of focused on all the dark things, and he said, my, my wife's boss is a friend of mine, and he said, I was talking to him, and he just looked at me, and he said, you know what you need to do? He goes, I want you to take a sheet of paper, and he goes, I want you, over the next couple of days, he goes, I want you to write down 150 things that you're thankful for. 150 things that you're thankful for, <clears throat> and I want it on my desk in two days. 150. <clears throat> now, what was he doing? This is genius. He was taking a guy who's struggling with depression. Again, and I know depression can be complicated. I'm not saying it's just a magic fix-all for everything, but what he was doing was genius. He was helping a guy take charge of his mind and focus it in a direction that it needed to be. Keep a list of blessings and answer prayer. Here's another one. I love this. Do a daily what went right today inventory. Do a daily what went right today. Now, here, this is, why, this is why this is so important. Can we just be honest? Some of you are downer Debbies. And some of you are negative Neds. And some of you can find the cloud in every silver lining. You know what I'm saying? That's just how you're wired. You need to help yourself 
by instead of doing an inventory of what, what went wrong today, because some of us, when we get home at the end of the day and our spouse says, how did today go? Oh, it was horrible. You can't believe it. And we get focused on that one thing that went bad rather than all the things that went right. <coughs> we used to give our son Nathan such a hard time about this because he was, he was like that when he was a kid. He would come home. When he was a kid, he'd walk home. He would come in the door like this. And we were like, Nathan, what's wrong with you? What happened? He said, what, did you have a bad day? It was a horrible day. A horrible day. Oh my goodness, what happened? Some kid acted up and we all had to sit inside for recess. That's it? Nathan, do you know when I was growing up, I was the kid who was acting up, and do you know how many days I spent inside for reason? You know, but that one thing, that one thing had just totally ruined his day. And I know, I know you have bad things that happen, but don't let yourself get fixated on them. Things go right. I know you had a bad day at work. Did you wake up and you were still breathing? That's the start of a good day. Amen? Could your legs still walk to the car? That's a great day. Did you get in the car and it started? That's another wonderful thing. Did you make it to work without an accident with all the idiots that there are in Oklahoma driving on the roads out there? That is a miracle. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it all changes when we start doing an inventory of all the things that go right. There's another one, and this will be good for those of you who are visual people. Keep gratitude quotes and scriptures out in front of you. Just keep them out in front of you. Put them in your Bible, put them on your desk, put them on your refrigerator, put them where you can see them. Do you know that the Bible talks about being thankful from cover to cover? It's all there. Let me just give you a few scriptures that you can throw the first one up on the screen. Read it with me from Psalm 118, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Go to the next one. Psalms 9, 1. Read it with me. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Psalm 136, 1. Read it. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures Forever. How many of you are thankful for God's steadfast love? Holy cow. Here's my favorite one from 1 Thessalonians 5. Read it with me, church. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me give you a second one. Think grateful, thought, think, think grateful thoughts. Speak grateful words. Speak grateful words. Let me challenge you with this. Because some of you are thinking, you know, I think I'm a pretty grateful person. Look at me. Does that ever come out of your mouth? It needs to. Uh, I want you to look at this. This is an interesting statement that Jesus makes in Luke 6.45. Jesus says, a good man brings good things out of the good things stored up, out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Read it with me. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Now, there is this reciprocal relationship between our mouth and our heart. 
that our mouth will spew out stuff that's in there. But did you know that as you speak good things, it's also some of that flows backwards into your heart. So if you really want to change that, don't just think grateful thoughts, but make yourself speak grateful words. Just think about the people in your family for a second. Do you love them? Are you thankful for them? When's the last time you told them that? Or, or how about some of these people who are neighbors of yours or, or people that you work with, people that you go, you know, they're just such a good person. When's the last time you actually said that to them? Speak those grateful words. I love Paul wrote in Colossians 3.17. Read it with me. He says, in whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Now, when we start expressing thanks, here's what's happened. Expressing thanks makes you look for things to be grateful for. Because the moment I challenge you to this, you go, okay, pastor said I need to be. So you're going to walk out here today, hopefully, and you're going to start looking for things. Because now it's in your mind and you want to start expressing it. And the more you start expressing it, the more you want to start looking for those things. Secondly, here, go back to our feelings. Expressing thanks will help you feel thankful. You don't um, feel your way into action. You act your way into feelings. Feelings will follow how you act and how you speak. And so as you begin to express more thanks, believe it or not, you'll actually start feeling more grateful. And I love this. Expressing thanks will make you see more things to be thankful for. You know, it's, it was incredible is on my prayer walks um, as I start thanking God for things. It's interesting me as, as in my own marriage that as I have thanked God for my wife, which I have many times through the years, but as I've camped on that and really thanked and become specific about things that I'm thankful for, as I'm thinking about that, it's making me look for more things about her to be thankful for, and God is showing me more things to be thankful for. Where at one time I saw there are these things that I need to be thankful for, now I'm aware of all of these things that there are. Does this make sense to you? As you speak thankful words, that begins to happen. Let me give you one more. Pray grateful prayers. Pray grateful prayers. Philippians 4, Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Read it with me, church. And thank him for all he has done. Now, again, I, I just want you to think about your own time that you spend with God. And it's just a question, but I think it's a fair one. How much time in your prayer time do you actually spend thanking God? You see, a lot of us, when we go to prayer, a lot of us immediately jump to, Lord, I need you to bless me at work. I need you to bless my family. I need you to bless this project. I need you to bless. And we jump to what we want God to do. But how much time do we spend really thanking him for what he's done? I, I had, a, I had a, a really cool experience on Monday. Um, because obviously preaching this series has, you know, got my own mind kind of wrapping in it and being trying to be conscious of how much I thank God and I'm thankful for things. And 
Monday morning, as I started my prayer walk, I decided um, I just want to start thanking God for some of the things in my life. And just whenever I'm done thanking him, then I'll turn my mind toward other things that I need to, to talk to him about and have him speak to me about. And so I started on my walk, and, and I imagined myself, kind of, I guess it was my visual, I imagined myself walking into a dark house, and I just asked God, Lord, would you turn the light on in this room, and would you just show me all the ways that you've shown me grace through the years? And I just began to thank God for each one of those as he brought them to mind. And it was an incredible moment. And as I finished that, I, I walked into another room and I just asked God to turn the light on. And I said, Lord, would, would, you, would you show me uh, in my own family, my wife and my kids and my grandkids, I, I, know, I know I have much to be thankful for, but can you, can you just show me all that I truly have to be grateful for about them? And, and I began to thank God for all of those. And then I walked into another room and I just turned the light on and I just said, God, would you show me in this room all the opportunities you've given me through the years that have come from your hand, all the things that I've been able to do that have been gifts of yours. Would you, would you bring them back to my mind and show them to me? And I just began to thank God for, for those. And I, and I went from room to room and it was, it was so cool. Usually when I'm walking in my neighborhood, I walk for a little over an hour. I prayed for 35 minutes just thanking God for stuff before I finished the last room and I went, Wow, and I looked, at the, I looked at my time and I think, I can't believe that I've spent that much time just thanking God. And trust me, what I thank God for was just the tip of the iceberg. Now, I, I know that there is a lot that we need to talk about with God and not every prayer time can be all about thanking God. But I wanna challenge you just with this one thought. What would happen if you would begin every type prayer time with spending a few moments thanking God and if you ended every prayer time with spending a few moments thanking God. In other words, wrap your prayers in prayers of thanksgiving. That makes sense? Does it make a difference? I believe it does. Daniel chapter six, Daniel was in trouble. King Darius had a few officials who came to him and they were jealous of Daniel. And they didn't like the special treatment that he was getting. And they didn't like the fact that he had found favor with the king. And they were trying to find some way to undermine him. And one of the things they noticed is that Daniel was a man of prayer. And that every day he would open the windows and he would pray in his house. But everyone could see him and everyone could hear him. And they thought, we got it. So these officials went to the king. And they said, King Darius... You're just such an awesome king. Well, in fact, you're such an awesome king. We want, we, want you to do, we want you to do something. We want you to issue a decree that for the next 30 days, no one can worship any other God other than you. You deserve this kind of praise. Of course, they're appealing to his ego, you know. And, and King Darius says, okay. And he said, no, no, no. Make it an irrevocable decree so that no one can get out of it. Because they knew with King Darius really liked Daniel, what, what he might do. And he said, okay, it's an irrevocable decree. So Daniel hears about it. Now just think this thought with me. All of a sudden, the king has made a decree that anyone who, who, who is praised to any other God is gonna be put to death. What would you do? Well, look at what Daniel did. Throw that scripture up on the screen. It says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, 
He went home and he knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. Read it with me. He prayed three times a day, just as he has always done, doing what? Giving thanks to God. And you know what happened? Daniel got arrested, and the sentence was death. And so Daniel was thrown into a den of hungry lions. And you know what happened to Daniel? Not a thing. God shut the lion's mouth. And when God shut the lion's mouth and when, the, when King Darius went there, he saw that Daniel was free. This, this was so cool. It impacted Darius so much. And it says, and the king was overjoyed and he gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted out of the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. And at the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and they were thrown into the lion's den. And before they even reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. And then King Darius wrote to all the nation and peoples of every language in all the earth. May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and have reverence for the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And then I love this epitaph statement. And so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Why? Because Daniel prayed and he gave thanks. What would happen to you if gratitude filled your life. I'm gonna ask my prayer partners to go ahead and come to the front. You know, I know we, we live in challenging times and I know that there are a number of you who are walking through difficult places. And I wanna give you something to be thankful for. Today, you have people here at the front that would count it a privilege to pray with you or over you for anything that's going on in your life. Whatever you're dealing with, you don't have to be alone. Some of you came in, you're burdened. You're, you're burdened about something you're facing. You're burdened about something going on in your family and it's heavy on your heart. You don't have to carry that all by yourself. Today, you can go home grateful that God has seen your need and that he sent someone to come alongside of you to pray with you. And so while we sing this song, it's a, it's a song of, about giving thanks. The altar's open if you wanna come and pray by yourself, but the prayer partners are here and they would count it a privilege again just to pray with you about anything you've got going on. So while we sing, if there's something we can pray with you about, please feel free, slip out from where you are, come and we'll pray with you. And you can have a grateful heart. Our Lord, we do thank you today. In fact, God, if we 
had a thousand lifetimes. We could never praise you enough for all that you've done and all that you've been in our life. And Lord, I, I pray today, I pray for anyone in this room, anyone watching online that, that doesn't know you as Savior and Lord. I, I can't even begin to imagine dealing with life and all that it brings without knowing that you are near and that you hold me in the palm of your hand. And I know that there are some people out there and they're trying to do this all on their own. And so God, I, I just pray that you would touch their hearts today. I, I pray that they would know that you came to earth and lived and died on their behalf because you love them so much. And there is nothing more that you would rather do than become their friend. And I pray today that through a very simple prayer that they would offer their lives to you and they would begin this journey. And Father, I pray for us. Lord, forgive us for just being consumers in this life. We tend to just take everything in and use it without ever thinking about where it came from and how much it means to us. And sometimes, Father, what's sad is we only become grateful when things and people are removed. But God, I pray that you would change that. I pray that you would cultivate in us attitudes of gratitude. That you would help us as we leave this place to really take this message to heart. That we would begin to think grateful thoughts. That we would begin to speak grateful words. That we would begin to pray grateful prayers. I pray, God, that you would fill us up with this sense of thankfulness. Because gratitude changes everything. Lord, we love you, and we do thank you today. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. And everyone said, amen.